1: This is John Hennigan, and talking about a fishing adventure. Uh, we have we're on an adventure right now. Um, our, well, I guess, host co-host, depending on who you talk to, we have the Grizz, the uh, now world famous television personality that is on his uh, on the road right now to a fishing adventure. I think he's on his way down to Cabo San Lucas to cover the Bisbee Black and Blue, and we've caught him en route. So Grizz. We appreciate that. Keep your eyes on the road, but tell us what's going on.
2: Well, John, you know, like always, it's a pleasure, just a pleasure to be on Fish Talk Radio. Uh, Yes, I'm on the road. I'm headed to Cabo San Lucas. There's some big tournaments going on right now. As you know, this time of the year, it's very important. They have the Bisbee. They have Black and Blue. They have the Offshore. I mean, we have a lot of tournaments this time of year because... Uh, there's big marlin, there's black and blue, and right now there's a lot of stripe, but uh, normally the stripe marlin doesn't really count, John. But I'll be here with you, and I've got my eyes on the road, and
0: uh, we'll just have a good time like always. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> well, and Grizz, you're going to help us out today. We have a very good friend of uh, both of ours. We have Mark Lesane from Bass Angler Magazine uh, that we're going to be uh, calling in pretty quick, and he also oh, he's he's in his office also. Um, he he just uh, he, we had to delay him for a minute because he's trying to pull a bass out of some <laughs> weeds. But and then we're going to have Larissa um, from Larissa Unleashed, who's uh, now coming out with a television show Why that's going to pair up your with daughter? yours.
3: <laughs> Wait a minute, uh, I, I thought. I was your adopted daughter.
1: Well, you can have more than that. I haven't heard anything about that, but I know the real thing is where
2: well, her and I are putting together some really good
1: kayak Right, trips. okay. Well, we're going to be ta- talking Gr- about that. Okay, Grizz, we're going to be talking about that, and besides, she calls me uncle. That's oh, yeah, because we're brothers. Anyway, uh, we're going to have to take a break, and we're going to be right back with Fish Talk Radio. And don't go anywhere. we got a lot of fun stuff coming up. Lake Kachuma is a California treasure. Bald eagles, deer, egrets, foxes, wild turkeys play on the banks and in the trees. Red ear, bluegill, bass and catfish inhabit the waters. Rainbow trout are planted on a regular basis and easily caught from boat or shore. Lake Kachuma boat rentals is a key to a successful day on the lake. Call 805-688-4040 for information. Tackle skiff or pontoon boat rental. Call Craig at 688-4040. 20 minutes north of Santa Barbara. Kachuma boat rentals for a day to remember.
0: Clover Pass Resort, Ketchikan, Alaska, is in the heart of the salmon capital of Alaska. Walk a few yards to the dock and throw a line at King, Silver, or Pink Salmon. Just a 90-minute direct flight from Seattle. You can be in your boat fishing the day you arrive. The calm waters at Clover Pass hold schools of salmon as well as halibut and rockfish. Clover Pass offers all-inclusive fishing packages starting under $1,000. For more information, call John at 877-FISHRAP. That's
4: 877-FISHRAP.
6: I'm going fishing
5: hand me my trusty Welcome I'm
1: to Fish Talk Radio. I'm John Hittington in studio with Captain Karen Hookham, who's too shy to come on the air, but we'll see. And we also have this is kind of an interesting one because we have uh, Mike Rich, A.K.A. the um, famous, world famous television personality, the Grizz, and then we and he's en uh, route in in his uh, vehicle on the way to Cabo San Lucas. And then we also have Mark Lassane, who's out of the water. So what are we doing here? Outliving the dream. Outliving the dream. There you go. You know what? That's a great thing about cell phones is uh, you can talk to somebody, and as far as they know, you can be in a cubicle in an office building. And you don't have to tell them. But anyway, let's get right into it. We have a lot of stuff that we want to talk about, and since uh, Grizz is going to be here throughout the show, unless he drives off the road, no, uh, (laughs) don't do that. (laughs) Don't talk
3: like that. Yeah, John. Yeah,
1: well, pay attention. He is paying attention. Anyway, we have we have Mark, and where are you right now, Mark?
7: Right now I'm out in the California Delta.
1: Mm-hmm.
7: Literally, you, know, you wouldn't even think it's fall. It feels like it's like ninety out here. I'm sweating. The fish are biting though. No, it's it's good.
1: Well, keep your line out of the water. We want you to say, "I'll be right back." I got to land his fish.
7: Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I
7: got, they're all in. Just so I can just so I can talk to you guys for a couple minutes.
1: Good. Now, the you are editor of Bass Angler Magazine, so I wonder what kind of fish you're after.
7: Well, we're after bass. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, uh, that's pretty obvious, you know. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, this weekend we're going to go out and catch some rockfish, and then go get some crab next week. So oh. that's going to be a that'll be a little fun, uh, salty change for us. But, okay,
1: so you're going yeah. going over to the coast. So yeah. do you change yeah. do you
3: change methods when you fish different fish?
7: <laughs> oh yeah, it's for, way yeah. It's
1: way yeah. different. Hey, no, different. come on, <laughs> I'm
3: I'm I'm a beginner angler. Okay.
1: Um, I'll tell you what, Mark. Why don't we go ahead and start with that question? And maybe you can give uh, Captain Karen Hookham some tips on catching bass, a little bit about the equipment you're using, uh, the bait, different methods, uh, and that type of thing. Because, you know, it's a, a, you know, there's a lot of professional or semi-professional bass anglers out there, but there's a lot of people who would be happy just to catch one. So why don't, exactly. you, go ahead, why don't you go ahead and help us out?
8: Well
7: right now we're going into the we're going into the fall season, though it doesn't feel like it here in California. It's things are cooling off, you know, in the morning when you when you wake up and you have to put your sweats on instead of just going out in T shirt and shorts. You know fall is here and the fish feel it also. And and what happens too is all the bait fish start to school up, all the shad, the herring, the pond smelt, all the all the minnows, all those fish begin to start tightly schooling up. Because it's getting cold and, uh, you know, Mother Nature just tells them to do this. And then what happens is these bass come up and feed on all these schooling fish. So really around the fall time, the bass are focused on bait fish. So that's that's really what we're trying to catch in for all fall until we get into the real cold winter months.
1: Well, when you're talking about bait fish, you don't actually use bait when you're uh, fishing for bass, do you?
7: You know, some people do. Uh, generally, I, I don't. You know, I'm a, a competitive angler. I also fish, you know, on a pro tournament. So, you know, we all have to fish artificial stuff.
2: So, you know, every once in a while,
7: I, I you know, tinker with live bait just just for fun. But generally, I'm using artificial baits.
8: Mm-hmm.
7: So well, a couple, you know, your <laughs> night crawlers.
3: <laughs> night crawlers. <laughs> well, those
1: would work, never wouldn't tried
7: they? Night crawlers. I heard they work good, but I've never tried them.
3: That's interesting that you have I, I did it one time, and my hands got all nasty, and I'll never do that again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, that's, what, that's why you bring a women fishing, so they can bait the hook.
3: Ah, I ain't baiting <laughs> no hook. <laughs> you know, the good, the good thing about
7: fall bass fishing is that the fish are, are feeding on bait, so you kind of have an idea of what they're going to eat. They generally move shallow, and they're, on, they're in places where you could anticipate they would ambush a prey. Hmm. So um, you can kind of think of it, you know, as a mugger and an alley. You know, if you're walking by and there's a dark alley, you can't see inside Uh in a little corner where somebody could hide and jump out and get you. That's kind of the same thing that bass do if they're out, you know. They're not trying to take your purse. They're they're trying
1: to eat your
2: little bait fish. They're trying to eat you. They're trying to eat you. That's scary, man. I never thought of it like
8: that, but that sounds good for Halloween.
1: Yeah, (laughs) right. That's perfect. (laughs) You're going to be a giant bass for Halloween? The
3: boogie bass.
1: The boogie bass.
3: Oh, my God, John, you just gave me a great idea for a costume.
1: A boogie bass? No. What?
3: I'm going to be an angler.
1: An angler. I'm going to be an angler. (laughs) There you go.
8: There you go. Okay. <laughs> we'll send you a jersey. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: But, no, that's a great analogy. I never thought about it that way. So what they do, it, it's kind of like, I guess, uh, when, you're, when you're rock fishing, you know, that's there's certain fish that hang around the rocks, and, you know, you know some of the rock fish, that's what they'll do is they'll just kind of hang out, like, and then uh, when something swims by, or, or even a, uh, a halibut that just hides on the bottom of the ocean, you can't see it, and then it just jumps up and, and grabs exactly. the bag. So, yeah, so it's, same, hmm.
7: same kind of thing. So, and you know, this time it's so fun about this time of year is you get to throw a lot of good baits. You know, I throw a, a bait called a Duo Realis. It's a long, slender uh, jerk bait. It's a, like a long, looks like a long extended minnow with three big treble hooks on it, and they're shiny. Look, looks real nice, just like a big fish. And you know, it goes out this around these ambush points, and generally you reel it down. Oh, you know, about five or six turns gets about five or six feet underwater, and then you just stop it and let it sit there for five seconds, ten seconds, and then you give it a little twitch, Mm -hmm. and then you give it a little twitch, twitch, Mm a couple times, and you never know when the fish are going to come up and hit it. But all of a sudden, you'll just feel a whack,
1: right? And then the fish will be on and swimming away. Yeah, when you say twitch it, I guess that's what you mean by jerk.
2: Jerk. Yeah. Yep. yep, That's why I call it jerk. No, it's the difference between it. No, we're not talking about you, twitch.
3: No, there is a difference. Grizz is right. There uh, is a difference. uh, (laughs) No, there is a difference because a jerk is more... Yeah,
1: I know. uh, It's really...
3: But But, but we're
1: we're talking about the name and why they call it that. All right, well, let's move on to the bass. Let's catch more fish. That's the general
7: term of it. It's called a jerk bait, you know. And you can jerk it really hard or you can twitch it really easy. You know, the whole game there is to figure out how long you need to let it sit, and how hard you have to jerk it to get these fish to bite. Mm-hmm. So in every day, every fish, every spot, everything is a little bit different. It's, you know, that's the whole fun about bass fishing is it's a game of, of figuring out where they are. You know, like today I'm, I'm fishing real heavy cover, and I'm, you know, looking for different weeds and looking for how the current flows around different spots, and I'm trying to put my bait right in where they're going to be. So you know it's just it's just really fun figuring it out. So you know, like you guys that haven't haven't mm-hmm. been bass fishing before, you know, you should go out and give it a try. You know, maybe maybe hire a guide for the first time, or you know, go out with a buddy that's done it before, so you get a you know kind of a handle on it. But you know, really, once you start doing it, you you kind of get hooked, and it's it's actually a. a You know, it's a great sport and it's just so much fun. Good, you know, good fun for everybody, whether you're young or old.
1: Uh, uh, Mark, I get a picture of what you're describing. Is that so? When you're a bass angler, what you have to do is you can't really see into and through the water. So you have to use your imagination a little bit and try and understand what's down there just by the way the currents are formed, where the rocks are, and where the shrubs are, so you can envision what it's like underneath. And, and a spot where they could very well be hiding.
7: Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, and it's called patterning. So once you figure out a spot where one is hiding, you know, per se, or, or feeding, um, you know, then you try to duplicate that in other places, Other try to find other spots that look like that.
3: So it's like where's... The bass mm-hmm. yeah, there <laughs> instead of where's okay. Aldo. <laughs>
1: well, uh, that's some good tips, and there's still plenty of time to fish. And of course, the peak time is in the spring, summer, and fall. But in a lot of places, you know, you don't still have happening, to stop. You don't it's still warm. have to stop. Yeah. But uh, Mark, again, you're real quick. You're editor of Bass Angler Magazine, and as I recall, mm-hmm. it's a real easy website. Uh, you just put mag instead of magazine. What is that?
2: Yeah, just go to Bass Mag B A
7: S S M A G dot and you can find us right there. There's a little link on the. Right inside, you can sign up for the website and the magazine or just sign up for the magazine. You know, I guarantee you won't be disappointed. We have a lot of great stuff. I mean, all our information comes from the heart. You know, it's not a bunch of hype, and it's all it's all real. Real anglers. You know, we we pull a lot of pros, so it's right. a lot of, a lot of good information in
1: there. Right. Well, you can you can get your good information in there, uh, but in order to really make it work, you got to put your time in and, and put your time in on the water, so that you can really it's it becomes automatic instead of trying to think about it.
7: That's it. Well, it's a, you know, it's a process. It's okay. reading, educating yourself and time on the
1: water. Okay. Well, we appreciate that. We're gonna to have to take a break. We're going to, I know you gotta get back and do your fishing. You are listening <laughs> yep, yep. to back Fish back, Talk Radio.
6: It's a disputable thing. But basses yeah, bass.
0: The Santa Barbara Channel offers some of the most productive sport fishing in the world. Channel Island Sport Fishing offers the most boats to enjoy it. Call 805-382-1612. At Channel Island Sport Fishing, you pick the time and place you want to go. Nearshore halibut, calico bass and rockfish or fish the Channel Islands for white sea bass and yellowtail. For whale watching and private charters, Channel Island Sport Fishing in Oxnard has clean modern boats with professional friendly crews. Make your reservations for a deep sea adventure by calling 805-382-1612.
2: Fish ain't fish, ain't
1: fish ain't Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. I'm John Hennigan in studio, and uh, sitting over here is also Captain Karen Hookham, but this is... Segment is very special because we have the pleasure again. Unfortunately, this is not television, but uh, you can always go to her website and uh, check that out and watch television along with Grizz. But we have Larissa from Larissa Unleashed, who is a um, well. She's a she's a she's an amazing she, gal. She's a competitive angler, right? She uh, is world a traveler, world well, obviously world hunter traveler, and beautiful. Hunter.
3: And, and well, I was going to get there, Grizz. Give me a minute. Yeah, no,
1: we won't. <laughs> you have to go to her website and take a look at it, and everybody can decide for themselves. But she's really smart. We might be biased, Grizz. She's
3: a really smart gal, and I, I look forward to meeting her actually in person one day. Okay. Soon. We can arrange she,
2: she She's my stepdaughter.
3: Yes, uh, we know that.
1: Yes, I know. <laughs> and I love her. Now, Grizz, <laughs> we're not. So, so, okay, I'll be good. I know, you said incest go was best, it. but don't go there, okay?
3: Larissa, we understand. I'll, I'll
1: be good. Okay.
3: Larissa, we understand that you have been traveling.
9: Yeah, I just got back from Europe. I was competing as Team USA in the World Carp Classic
3: in Go Italy.
1: USA, USA. <laughs> Uh, and anyway, tell us about the World Carp Classic, because uh, we're starting to find, and I've been finding out in the last couple of years, but um, we always used to think of carp as like, you know, goldfish or bottom fish or, or trash fish. and But uh, they're not easy to catch, and if you get a hook in their mouth, they are ferocious. It's, uh, some people yeah. refer to it as like a freshwater tarpon.
9: It is. It's a strong, fighting fish. And to tell you the truth, my teammate, Patrick Crawford, he, the winner of Top Hooker, I brought him over with me, uh, and we also had some Italian locals as our teammates for some extra help. But I even got him turned on to carp fishing, which I was surprised, because when he caught his first carp and he saw how strong they fought and how much work and preparation goes into catching them... You know, it's all worth it. But yeah, you know, the Americans have a little bit of different viewpoint on carp, but when you really do get a chance I kinda encourage everyone to try to actually fish for them because I you could definitely will change your viewpoint once you actually catch one on a rod and reel. Can, but
3: let's elaborate on, and let's elaborate on what makes it so difficult.
9: And it's funny because, like over here everyone like teases me, and they're like, oh, carp are so easy to catch. You put some corn <laughs> or some dough balls, piece mm. of bread, and, you know, they all come up feeding, and it shouldn't be that hard, but in Europe, the problem is is, you know, that's one of the main fish that people catch. Uh, that's one of their only fish, really, you know, main sporting fish in the freshwater. They got well catfish and, and carp, and then, I mean, they also have their predators. They have pike, perch, and zander, but in a lot of these lakes, the only fish to really catch is carp, so there's a lot of pressure on these fish. Mm-hmm. So they get smart, and
1: that's well, what makes it so difficult. Well, La- La- oh. Larissa, you're, you you said earlier about oh, they're easy to catch. Put some corn in. Now, I've really never been actively fishing for carp, but you are some places, and they kind of tend to be floating around near underneath the the uh, uh, <coughs> the uh, piers or the walkways and up against the shore and they're just kind of floundering around down there and you think oh i think i'll throw a line in i'll tell you what you know they'll they'll come up maybe they'll take a look at it but hooking one i've never seen one caught
9: yeah they're very smart there's there's a process into catching them and it's definitely a lot harder than people think but in america you know it's kind of an invasive species for us you know Mm -hmm. they're overtaking our lake so that we have so many of them but then you go over to europe and they don't have as many but and like i said they're pressured so they use something that our bait is actually called boilies and it's a mixture it's a little bit of a mixture of everything they're kind of they're kind of like hard dough balls but all different flavors you know you got your fruit flavors like pineapple and and strawberry and then you get your spicy fish meal type flavors mm-hmm. with your squid so, and everything. So they're not
1: like catfish, they don't go for the for the kind of the rotten stuff.
9: No, you you know we attract them by the scent and the the visual too. A lot of the we we put a pop-up on which makes it float. We use a hair rig and we'll match up a pop-up with the boilie and it will actually float, and we'll put out a bunch of boilies, which is kind of like a free offering. So you're kind of almost like a chum. Yeah,
1: it's, we'll kind, of, yeah, it's, c- it's kind of like the f- uh, food stands at Costco. They try and get, <laughs> try and tempt exactly. you in with this. Yeah, yeah, we
9: want to bring the fish into our swim. So uh-huh. these tournaments are different. So what it is is it's actually you pick a number out of a bag, mm-hmm. and that's your swim for the f- next five days. This oh. is a five-day straight tournament. And wow. so you have to take whatever you're given and see if you can draw the fish into your swim, and then keep the fish in your swim. Once so, you start
1: in, in other fishing, words, you're you gotta, you're giving a location on a bank, and that's yours. Is that what you mean? Yep. Mm-hmm. It's
9: it's like a, you know see if you're lucky, see if you get a good good area to fish in, and then you got to see if you can produce fish out of it. And if you got to figure out the strategy, you got to look at what the bottom is, the weed. You got to find spots where you think the fish are coming in and feeding? So there's a lot that goes into it, and you know, there. I mean, it's hours before we even get a line in the water. The preparation. Wow,
1: hmm. that's. Mm. Uh, well, should I ask you if you placed or not?
9: We actually um, ended up second overall in the team event. Wow. Which is we had two other teams uh, combined with us, and my sponsor, which was Carp Connections, they ended up overall second place in the whole competition. So it, it got really exciting this year. This was the first year that the competition was so close. It was literally one fish off. I mean, it was going back and forth first and second place. And I mean, we we're praying that our team got first, but they ended up in second place. But it was really, really exciting event this year. It was about 100 teams and twenty, over 20 different countries Representing. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's insane.
1: That's <laughs> a big. Car. Well, is it, uh, is it? Is this for honor? Is it prize money? Is it? You know, is it a real competition, or is it something that people want to do just to, you know, to to accomplish it?
9: It's the biggest carp competition in the world, and it's money plus. I think what it is is really the name mm-hmm. of winning. You know, that title is more important, I think, than even the money.
6: Wow.
9: Um, I mean, last year, they actually, you could have won a Ferrari. Whoa. So the competition was. <laughs>
1: wow, you'd look good in a Ferrari. Matter of fact, exactly. you and I would look good in a Ferrari.
9: <laughs> so there's a lot that goes into it, and it's a whole other world. And Gr- um, I've been yeah. carp fishing for about two, three years now. Yeah. I really enjoy it.
1: Grizz, we're getting kind of close, but I'm sure that you're just waiting uh, to get some more information about carp fishing.
9: I would love to get him carp fishing with me.
1: Okay. Uh, I want to
9: see. It's actually a lot of fun, and this is what it is: is we're camping. Think about it. You put the lines in the water, and we have alarms on the line. So, in the middle of the night, you know, you hear the beep, and then you go and get the fish. But yeah. otherwise, it's more a social event. You're eating and drinking and having a good time and catching fish.
2: Oh. So.
1: Yeah. Uh, boy, that sounds, <laughs> well, it's something completely different. And, uh, you know, the, for, for a lot of reasons, I think that it's probably something we should start promoting in the United States, uh, because, uh, you know, traditionally when you take your family, it's trout fishing and they, they plant trout. They don't usually plant, but they, they are prolific. And in some areas, especially on the West coast with the with the lack of water, there's still, uh, plenty of them going in. So, um, the we don't have a lot of time, but the technique itself, can you just kind of summarize that real quick?
9: You know, it's just um
1: so you' you're you're fishing on a bank and then yeah, you, you it's, it's like kind it's, of like surf fishing
9: It's relaxing, yeah, I mean you it's you camp by a lake and you put your lines in and you have alarms and you fish all day and all night, and you could sit by a lake for five days and not catch anything or you could not sleep at all and be catching fish all night long. So it all depends on how well the spot is and
1: well, how now, the fish is. Are, are you saying that you for five days you camp out on that spot and you're fishing 24 hours a day? Is that what you mean?
9: Yep. Wow. <laughs> Welcome to carp fishing. I had like my, my partner, he caught his first carp at 3 in the morning, wake wow. you up and you sleep, and you get handed the rod, and you're fighting the strong fish, and
1: you're half asleep. <laughs> and I'm welcome to carp fishing.
9: You don't wow. shower for like two,
1: three days. Wow. Yeah, no, that's carp fishing. Wow. <laughs> so, do you have some kind of an alarm system set up or something? Or
9: yep, there's an alarm on the line. On so when uh, you get a take,
1: uh-huh.
9: uh, a fish is hooked because it takes. There's a weight and uh-huh. the pressure. It'll get hooked. So. You can run to the line; the fish is already hooked. And okay.
1: well, uh, two two in. questions then: um, How long does it take to bring one in? And, and you know how what what's an average or large size carp?
9: Um, like the biggest thing is like you all, you're always trying to break your personal best. Your, my mm-hmm. personal best right now is around forty five pounds. So. That which is a nice size car, okay. you know, and I'm always trying to get something bigger. I think one of the records is like around eighty, ninety pounds. That's okay. Just, you well, get.
1: La- Larissa, we lost Grizz for a minute because he went uh, into a, a zone or something. He's back, but we've only got about thirty seconds. Uh, so, Grizz, okay. are you there? Yeah,
2: I'm here. There uh, you go. I, we got I you back. Anyway. Total
1: Santos. Right. Okay. Well, anyway, we're now we're down to about twenty seconds, well, but. We're cart fishing with me That's uh, the La- La- larissa would you mind hanging on after the break for a couple minutes
2: sure
1: because i know that grizz missed out on some of that stuff and maybe we've got some tips but grizz i think that we ought to start promoting that more in the western world and in particular in the united states because they're they are everywhere and with the way things are going there's less and less trout and you know bass it's, it could be an option that we might get people excited about uh,
2: Catching carp?
1: I know, I know. But you you didn't hear the whole thing. (laughs) Catching carp? Okay. All right, we're going to have to go. Uh, You guys stay right there. We'll be right back with Fish Talk Radio. I'm John Hennigan, host of Fish Talk Radio. This is Common Sense Conservation, brought to you by Santa Monica Seafood. We have Bob Wade from Santa Monica Seafood. Bob, what do we have going today?
8: The topic for today is about commercial fishing and how it relates to a real buzzword in today's world, sustainable. Being a 75-year-old fishing family, four generations strong, we're very concerned over what our oceans are and what they're going to be able to provide going forward. We always seek out every opportunity that we can through vertical integration of our resources to find out how the fishery is being treated, how the fish are being handled. And especially as we talk about sustainable, sustainable means leaving behind a great biomass that's gonna leave something for the next generation and for the seasons of future harvests down the road. In today's common world, sustainable to us at Santa Monica Seafood, we not only look at the fisheries and the biomass the boats that are out there harvesting it, but we're also looking at what is being actually produced from a harvest. The age factor, the biomass, are they small, large? Are they mature enough to recreate a cycle of rebirth? So for us, when we look at responsible fishing, sustainable fishing, all of these little nuances need to come into the formula for how an area is fished, the amount of weight that may be removed from a zone of fishing to make sure that we leave not a footprint behind that's gonna affect the future growth of the biomass and the availability for future generations.
1: Bob, what do you recommend as a public we can do?
8: If you're buying something from your local fishmonger or if you're dining out, the simplistic thing is to ask questions. Always
5: ask for information.
1: Santa Monica Seafoods works for sustainable fisheries.
2: Five fishing poles,
1: one for every fish. Come Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. And who ever thought that we would be talking about carp fishing on Fish Talk Radio? It seems like a, what, why, why would you want to do that? Well, if you've been listening to the show, you'll know why. But it's, uh, uh, we've got Larissa f- uh, from Larissa, Larissa Unleashed. And we have the Grizz, who is uh, pulled over the side of the road, uh, hopefully not in a ditch uh, on purpose, but uh, uh, on the line with this on his cell phone. And we're going to continue the conversation a little bit. And and Larissa just got back from Italy from, what would you call it, the world's...
9: Carp Classic.
1: World's Carp Classic. And how many countries were represented?
2: Uh,
9: definitely over 20. There was a lot of people there. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a cool tournament, and, and it's the same tournament director does the World Predator Classic that I also did um, for Team USA, and that was for Perch, Xander, and Pike, so it's, he does a good job, because he does a big open, opening ceremony, and all the different countries have their flag, and have a big band <laughs> and it's it's a cool event. So it it's not it's not good. just
1: it's not just a fishing competition. It's kind of an international nationalistic competition.
9: Yes, it's it's, it's a big production, let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. He, he does it right and it feels good to be able to represent Team USA and do it proudly and and outfish some of the other countries and outfish some of the boys too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, men hate I have a
2: question for you. Why Is it that they have these big contests for carp and not an other species? Because as growing up, as all of us know, carp were considered trash trash fish, which I don't think any fish is a trash fish, but they were an undesirable fish to fish for. Well, why in Europe is it a, is it a game fish? Why do they do that? It, or is it because they don't have anything else to fish for?
9: That, that you you hit it on the nose. You know that it's one of the main fish that is in all of their lakes over there. So it that's why it's like it's really the only thing that a lot of people can get turned on to. It's either carp, wild catfish, or you you fish for the predators like the pike and the zander and perch. But, you know, that's why carp is so big and it's almost like a religion over there is because, you know, it's really the only fish over there that a lot of people, you know, we, we're, we're, we're spoiled over here with our saltwater and all the different species of fish that we can go catch, you know, and freshwater. So to them, it's their prized fish, you know, to a lot of people in a lot of different countries. And it, it's, it's a good thing social outing like i was saying like you're camping and whether you do it by yourself or you do it with friends you know it's a nice relaxing way of fishing
1: mm-hmm. well you know it's uh i've never eaten a carp and probably would never want to but uh surprisingly enough my understanding is they were introduced into the united states primarily for food and they were at one time uh one of the uh, very expensive uh uh, prized fish for, for, for food because, you know, they can go anywhere and live pretty much in any water that's not too cold. But, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't. Have you ever eaten one?
9: I've never eaten one. I've heard it's not the best and it's really bony, but um I guess it's a Christmas dish, you know, uh, okay. and, that's, and that's what a lot of people eat it for. And I know the Chinese and all them, they eat the carp.
2: Mm-hmm and a lot of countries do, but I I just catch and release them. Mm-hmm. Well, You know, uh, we caught them in Montana, like I was telling you about, with the flies, and there was an older gentleman there, and he told us to filet them out and give them to him, and he would bring us back canned carp. So we did, and he actually canned it, and he brought it back, and I guarantee you, you couldn't tell him the difference between salmon, or carp. It was that good. Really? Yep. We yeah. canned them, and it was just absolutely incredible.
1: Okay. Hmm. Well, when you can it, if the, all the bones would kind of soften up, so that might make sense.
2: Right. Exactly right. Well, hmm. we just cut the fillets out, I mean, but it was really good.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, well, I I think we might get something going here. uh because I know, it's, at least on the West Coast, with the lack of water in a lot of the lakes, uh, the trout are suffering and the bass are not doing too well. But, you know, those creatures, they've probably been around for multi-millions of years. They look prehistoric. But uh, Are
3: we still on the carp? Yeah, carp. Yeah. Oh, they are mm. ugly fish. <laughs> <They're> ugly.
1: <laughs> a matter of perception, okay? No, no,
3: no. They're ugly. <laughs> they look prehistoric. Yeah. They look like catfish almost uh, like they're well, of, no they can well, yeah they're a little they're, bit yeah. yeah they
1: look like
2: suckers to
1: me
3: yeah that's yes. it too yeah. they look like those bottom feeder yeah. suckers well it's yeah. you know i mean, to,
1: to another to another another carp they might look beautiful hey
3: you know what it's the fish that hey it, if if that's the fish that they have to rely yeah. on then mm-hmm. that's
1: well yeah but it's more than that as was was talking about they're they're very powerful very strong and they are, they look like it, they from would my be. experience, they're extremely difficult to catch. And mm-hmm. as uh, Larissa said, after it took, what, uh, uh, 12, I don't know, how long did it take before you got your first fish in the uh, it, took, it took two days before we
9: got our first fish.
1: Whoa! So
3: wait, hold on. Yeah. It took two days to catch the fish, no. but how many times did you, like... Uh, like did, twenty four did, hours a day. N- no, I understand, but did you get like nibbles or like is it just a, a no. matter of them? No, so really, a, wow.
9: Yeah, it's it's a way different type of fishing, and like I said, like my partner, he actually never caught a carp before, and and he really didn't enjoy it until he finally did catch a <laughs> yeah. carp. Yeah. He's like. He's, like, sleeping. I'm taking pictures of him. He's (laughs) sleeping. (laughs) He's so not interested. He's, like, why am I here? This is so silly. Like, (laughs) I don't stand the obsession of carp. But when, after Italy, we actually went to France um, Mm -hmm. to one of my friends' lake. He owns a bunch of lakes over there, fishing resort, Doudare, right outside of Lake Doudare in the Champagne area. So that was fun. We got to do, like, a Champagne tour. So Mm. we had a little chateau, and we were fishing for a week and we also got we also went uh pike fishing and perch fishing for a day um on lake orient over there Mm -hmm. but when he finally caught his first fish and like i said it was like in the middle of the night three in the morning this alarm goes off and you're (laughs) running out and he doesn't have pants on (laughs) i hand him the rod and i'm like here you know oh my gosh like grab me my boots and my pants (laughs) what's going on here
1: oh my gosh
3: so well, how long did it take? How long did once he once he got it, the alarm about, goes off?
9: I would say 30 minutes to fight oh. it. Wow. And it was a big fish. It was like a 40 pounds fish. Whoa. So yeah, so it was like so and then once he, and then once you're lifting up that fish and and the accomplishment and all the work that we put into wow. setting that spot up and getting the fish to feed, he finally I think understood it and he really enjoyed it, you know, and and that's what it is. I mean, that's with anything, though, in life. You know, if you try it, it's hard to it's hard to understand it until you actually try it and you experience it. Then you then you got the understanding for it, and you can then you can say if you like it or not. You know,
1: well, you know, one of the questions that comes to my mind: if you're camping out along the riverbank, you probably have to eat. Uh, so, do you like camp out and fix your own meals and stuff, or how does that work? Yeah.
3: Yeah,
9: start? that's exactly what it is. It's, it's pretty much a camping trip and you're fishing. You know, yeah, you have to go to the grocery store and um, stock up. Uh,
3: uh, how would, was the weather? Would, how was the weather for you?
9: And the weather was nice for about two days and then it stormed really bad, but like we wanted the wind because right. the wind pushes the fish towards us. So mm-hmm. we were excited that the wind was coming towards us because it brought the fish in, mm. but it was storming, raining, and yeah. like you're so right. it's not it, that. Larissa,
1: what what, what what part of Italy were you were you fishing?
9: We were about an hour and a half north of Rome, oh. and it's called Lake Balsina. It's mm-hmm. an old volcano crater, actually. Oh, hmm. beautiful!
3: So can uh-huh. everybody? So people can see uh, if they go to your website, can they see your trip? Uh,
9: yeah, there should be some adventures on there. I have to, I'd probably need to update it, but definitely my Facebook page, Where to Unleash. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of photos and um, everyone that can follow my last three
2: weeks in Europe.
1: Great. Grizz, are there any carp in Mexico?
2: Yeah, sure. There's carp all over. In all the lakes, there's yeah.
1: carp. But uh, nobody's interested. Well, of course, down there, there's so much other things that are exciting that
2: Not nobody yeah. fishes for them. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you know, why? right yeah well the
1: other the other thing is uh, you know a lot of and besides
2: uh yeah. karen they don't you don't get nibbles oh. or bites from carp you
3: get sucks oh uh. okay because they suck i gotcha yeah, all right okay. they just kind of yeah. open
1: their mouth if you pull get it any
2: sucks today that you don't say you get any nibbles ah.
1: <laughs> oh, so wait a minute so on.
3: earlier yes. hold on wait and we didn't wait so it's it's jerks it's yeah. Twitches, we, twitches yeah. and, now twitch socks. And, and now sucks, <laughs> and now
2: sucks. And a bite, a nibble, and a suck, <laughs> and <Yeah>. a suck. <laughs> yeah.
3: I really <laughs> like this sport. <laughs> I like this sport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, we sure have fun on the radio, <laughs> don't we? Yeah. oh that's we what
1: do. it's all about. And you know, I I was not really expecting to go into this deep on it, but I'm glad that I did. Uh, because uh, it could be that you know we might even get some people interested in that. I know that there there's been a movement that hasn't it's uh, that is growing. It's definitely
9: growing in the U.S. And such a, like uh, the Grizz was saying, fly fishing for carp is getting really big.
1: That would because be
9: that's a lot of fun. Um well, yeah, it's great. In the U.S. too yeah. for carp, so well, it, it's definitely
1: growing. It sounds, it's not as fast. yeah, it's fly fishing for carp sounds like uh, either you got to be really good or really lucky because. Uh, just using bait is—is is, it took you two days to get your first one?
2: Well, it's a little bit. Different. It's actually easier because they just—they like a, they come up out of the water and their mouth is like a, a vacuum cleaner, mm-hmm. and you can actually hear them, John. At least where we used to fish, it, as they suck all the insects okay. off. And you you just hey, Grizz! Grizz!
1: Grizz! I I hate to slow you guys down, but it looks like the the segment is, is is out of time. So we really appreciate you tuning in, and we're going to get back uh, with Larissa and Grizz real soon. Larissa, thank you. You can go back to bed now. And, uh, <laughs> we really appreciate you guys, and this is Cork and No, it's Fish Talk, fish Talk Radio. Talk Radio. <laughs>
6: Never seen you
4: away. Welcome back
1: to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio with Captain Karen Hookham. And we have Mike Ritz, but nobody knows Mike Ritz. We've got the Grizz on the line <laughs> with us uh, on it from La Paz. And he's on his way down to Cabo San Lucas. He pulled off at Todos Santos to talk to us for a couple of minutes. And we've just spent a considerable amount of time with Larissa Switlick, uh, a.k.a. Larissa Unleashed, just got back from a tournament in Italy. <laughs> well, wow. Chris, I, I know that it's hard to, you know, she had people laugh at her for entering a carp competition, but, uh, you know, I, I, I can see where that could be uh, something that's up and coming because they're very difficult to catch, hard fighters, and I know, and you kept laughing about it, but... You know, that's always been my perception, but, um, you know, who knows? I
3: don't think it's Grizz's first choice of I fishing. Well,
1: no, well, of course. And, you no, know, no, you? no,
3: no,
2: no. I mean, my first choice, as you guys all know, is a rooster fish. Yeah. And then I'll go to all of my billfish. Yeah. And then I'll go bass fishing.
1: Yeah, exactly. And
2: when I get old and crippled <laughs> yeah. and can't walk, they can yeah. take me out in a wheelchair, put me by a pond, yeah. and give me a carp rod. There you go. <laughs>
1: Hey, by the way, what is a carp rod?
2: They have them. They have special rods made for them that are, like, extra long, like 10 foot, Mm -hmm. and with a little bell on them so when the carp starts sucking, it goes ding, 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 and you know you got a carp sucking on your bait. (laughs) I mean, it's pretty unique how they've done it. I've seen it, Yeah. how they do it. I mean, and it's very costly. It's an expensive sport.
1: Well, Well, the thing is, I am not a patient angler. I mean, I I don't even want to spend time on a boat throwing a 1,000 calves hoping to catch two or three bass. I shouldn't say that because, but, but, but. but, You're uh, not
2: patient anyway. You like uh, to lay down, read a book, and when you hear zzzz, you get up and you say, Chris, what is it? And I'll say, it's a Dorado. And you'll say, how big is it? (laughs) It's about 70 pounds. Well. That's a little too big. Call me when it's smaller,
3: and and do some more. I'm so right there. I know what you're saying. I've been there. Well, no, but it's to, no, but that's the cool part about being an yeah. angler, or yeah. I mean, not even you know, uh, recreational fishing is that mm-hmm. it does encompass
1: yeah.
3: all of mm-hmm. that. You can be patient. You don't have to be patient. You can wait for people like Grizz to tell you what it is. There can be a bell that goes off because you know they they create all. But they keep it so that it's fun, enjoyable. Most, most
1: important thing is to get on the water, right. near the water. or It's so much fun. Get out there. It's rewarding
3: it any way that you happen to enjoy doing it. Mm-hmm. So if you like to sleep through it.
1: <laughs> uh, Grizz, uh, we're just about out of time, but you've been um, uh, fast afoot uh, the last couple of months. Do you want to give us a kind of a 30-second update on the growth of your empire?
2: Uh, Yeah, John, I'm very happy to. Uh, Guys, you can watch all of our shows now on uh, live TV out of Washington, D.C., Virginia, all of that area over there. Also, I invite all of you to go to, we just redid our website at asobonline.com. We invite you all to go there you can listen to Fish talk radios there you can see my three programs that we have there and you can just find all kind of good stuff that's happened all over Mexico and other parts of the world so we invite you to come stop by and look what we got going
1: well it's and that's uh, you it's actually alive not live it's a live TV and uh, you that's can I find
2: a live TV
1: I know but you did good. You did good. Okay, Grizz, we appreciate that. We'll let you get back on the road. This is Fish Talk Radio. Please visit us on Facebook and also on our webpage, and also go to ASOB online. Great stuff. Appreciate having you. Thank you very much, Grizz. Oh, you're
2: welcome, John. Okay. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, tune in again to the next issue, and who knows what we're going to Oh, next week. Next we're week g- we're going to uh, The most uh, dangerous soon. catch star. Yeah, it's going to be great. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Tune in <laughs> soon. soon.